Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from thebluesguitarshow.com. I hope everybody's having a really good week this week and everyone is keeping up with their guitar practice as much as possible. Very busy couple of months uh, over here for me. I think I've got 31 shows booked between now and June or July. Um, June, actually, I think. So that's, that's a hell of a lot of work. Well, it works out around three a week or something like that. But obviously, um, most of those are through work, um, through the Music Academy. But just a lot going on. Lots of cool stuff and obviously lots of fun to get out there and be playing. I'm doing a mix of playing my um resonator when i'm doing some sort of uh solo gigs and stuff at the weekend the stuff i use for work is normally my telecaster i've got to play a little bit of acoustic um some of the wednesday morning shows are acoustic so i can use my fender or my aria acoustic so get a chance to use all the stuff i've still got some sort of bass teaching going on in there as well so very much making use of <laughs> all of my all of my weapons of choice at the moment which is really cool Thank you to everyone that's been sending in questions and leaving reviews and stuff. That's really, really helpful for me to be able to kind of shape the episodes around you because it's all about really um, getting you guys the information that you need, really. That's the important thing. And uh, give me some entertainment along the way, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, don't forget, if you want to follow uh, at Blues Guitar Show on Instagram, I put up a lot of Instagram videos over there. You can head over to thebluesguitarshow.com. Uh, you can find access to my Acoustic Beginners course in the show notes below you can support me using the buy me a coffee link which many of you do and thank you very much to everyone that supports me it's really really great um to get support through that way and anyone that sends me emails ben at the bluesguitarshow.com it is also super useful to hear from you so today what i'm going to do is i'm going to just answer a few email questions that i've got come in it might be a bit of a different episode this one um but a good chance to hopefully answer some of your questions and uh, just talk through stuff maybe it'll make you guys think a little bit about your guitar playing, your kind of where you're at with it, where you're going with it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Hopefully give you some advice that might be useful. I don't know. Let's see. Um, The first one is a link I actually got sent, which is entitled 40 thought-provoking questions for guitar players. Uh, I'm not going to answer all 40, but I'm going to answer the top five. Um, Thank you very much to Cedric, who sent this one. Cedric, uh, I don't know where you are. I think over in the US, but um, Cedric, you've got a great name. Um... It's the same name as Cedric Burnside, who is part of the R.L. Burnside family and a fantastic player. In fact, he's got a new album out. Is it last year? I think he won a, he won a Grammy for his album last year. Really great. Cedric Burnside's awesome. And so is Cedric that sent me in the email. Um, question number one. Where do you want your guitar skills to be a year from now? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, in terms of my goals, personally, I want I want to massively improve my slide playing a year from now I want to be I want to be really competent at playing slide I want to be doing regular gigs playing slide on the resonator in all kinds of tunings um what else do I want ah difficult I mean you just you know it's hard to say you just want to be better don't you um but I think I want to be really specific because I would if I was talking to a student I'd tell them to be really specific so I want to improve my slide playing in different tunings that's quite specific I want to improve my Travis picking uh, that's quite specific. Uh, let's go for one more. I want to incorporate modes more in my improvisation. So that's where I want my skills to be a year from now. Good one to think about, though, that question. Good question. Number two, what music gets you excited and why? Do you know what? All music gets me excited. Um, I get really excited listening to new stuff. I have Apple Music on my phone. And 
something that's really useful is you can go on to the sort of, there's a search function in Apple Music and you can click on Apple Music Blues. I don't know if anyone else does this, but you can see all of the new releases that come out in the sort of blues genre. And I tend to listen to them all, um, mostly for kind of podcast reasons, but also like, because I'm really interested in, you know, I love, I love listening to blues guitar and I love listening to how many different takes people can have on the same kind of thing. But equally, I listen to all kinds of music. Um, I get excited by listening to music in the gym where I want kind of, you know, I listen to a lot of classic rock in the gym because it sort of keeps me going. Um, if I'm going for runs, I listen to faster stuff. Uh, that I find, uh, I like to run to ACDC quite a lot. Something about that kind of constant pace that's really cool. Um, I listen to music in the car. When I listen to it in the car, I tend to listen to kind of um, more thought-provoking music maybe. I listen to jazz quite a lot in the car. Going to live shows, that always really helps get me excited about music. So, yeah, that's the kind of music that gets me excited. Uh, pretty much anything that I can consume. Um, number three, what would you do if you knew there would be no way you could fail? Oh, that's a good question. What would you do if you knew there'd be no way you could fail? Uh, I'd buy a lottery ticket, I think. That's probably what I'd do. Or I'd uh, bet on the horses. Um, number four. Why aren't you playing guitar as much as you would like to? Um, I am playing guitar quite a lot. I think for me it's different because, uh, you know, I play guitar for work. But I don't always necessarily get to play the type of guitar I want to. So as much as I'm playing guitar, I'm not always playing the genre or the specific thing I want to practice as much as I'd like. Um, so the reason would be that it's a time thing. I think it's a time thing more than anything else. And as we all know, a time thing really is a priorities thing. Uh, if I really prioritised my guitar playing above all else... Um, I would be able to fit it in. Number five from this one. Are you thinking outside of the box? If so, are you also acting outside of the box? Hmm. In terms of my guitar playing, I... It's difficult. Uh, most of my playing is covers. And I guess if I think of this in terms of improvisation, are you thinking outside the box or inside the box? I'm probably not thinking outside the box. Um... I'm probably thinking well within the BB box, if anything. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the things I want to work on as a, as a guitarist. I'd like to start using, you know, more complex modes um, and things in my soloing to try and push myself to play outside of the box. The box being your kind of pentatonics um, or kind of major or minor scale stuff. Yeah, I think um, I got into quite a good habit with that when I was playing gypsy jazz music, which I used to do a fair bit of. And uh, that's a really good way of doing it because there's so much chromaticism and sort of dissonance expected in it. You have a much more free reign kind of palette wise with your playing uh, that you can play a lot of different stuff. Whereas blues is kind of blues is as a genre generally quite boxed in, um, which is part of the reason it's so interesting to me because it's kind of what can you do with this constraint? But at the same time, it's it's very important to break out of that. I think I would like to play a little bit more outside the box. So I think the way that I'll do that is I think... I'm going to start learning some Jerry Garcia solos. He's somebody who really soloed outside the box and used a palette of anything at his disposal. So, yeah. So thank you very much, Cedric, for sending that over. I'm not going to answer all 40. I'm just going to have a little scroll down and see if there's anything else that I think might be useful for me to answer. Oh, what are your top three musical influences right now? That's a good one. Uh, top three musical influences right now. Mm, there's a guy called Charlie Hicks who plays uh, blues, plays resonator stuff, plays a lot of slide. He's fantastic. 
really worth listening to Charlie Hicks. Um, Dwayne Burnside released an album recently. Absolutely fantastic acoustic blues stuff. I'm thinking all acoustic blues at the moment for some reason. Um, and Mississippi John Hurt is just always, he's a sort of constant, isn't he? Uh, so they'd be, they'd be my three right now on the spot thinking about it. Another question here from Kevin in New England. Hello, Kevin. Um, thank you very much for the question. Thank you for the question in Old England. Um, that was a terrible joke, wasn't it? He, uh, Kevin says, how do I go about playing fingerstyle blues guitar with no background finger, uh, playing with fingers? Okay. Yeah. So this is a good question. Um, a lot of people that kind of come through a pick strumming background or flat picking background finger picking might seem like the scariest thing in the world and i totally understand that and it is there is a bit of a hill to climb initially with it but a lot of reward kind of as you go on that journey with your finger picking um i would say as a bit of advice where to start what you want to do is just by just start by practicing with your thumb just getting your thumb going on the top e string and then at the same time, try and build up very, very slowly with your fingers doing different things. So that what I mean by that is, for example, if you take an open E chord, you can play the top string with your thumb and then play the top and bottom string together. And then top string, top and bottom together. And you can do that with thumb, thumb and first finger, thumb, thumb and first finger. Build it up as slowly as that. And then you can start adding in uh, your second finger as well. So you can do thumb, thumb, first finger, second finger, and do a kind of grab, and then thumb, and then grab, and then thumb, and then grab. Start with just a one, two, one, two, and then gradually uh, try and build it up. Um, There's an e-book, actually, I wrote about this called Finger Picking the Blues, which has a fairly simplistic explanation of how to build up your finger picking. It's available for free, so this isn't a a cheap plug, but it's free on my website. So if you go on um, thebluesguitarshow.com, um, click on the courses button and you'll find you'll find the book in there and uh, you can just get an email of your free download uh, that will probably really help so thank you very much Kevin for that one good question Jimmy in Australia is asking what does it mean if a track is in 6 slash 8 time 6 8 timing uh, so that's a question about rhythm really so this is your meter what that means is that if most blues or most blues most music Western music is in 4-4. It's just a 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. That's the kind of intrinsic pulse of the music. Um, Whereas if it's in 6-8, it just divides it slightly differently. So the 4-4, the 4 on the top and the 4 on the bottom, the way it's written, uh, the 4 on the top is referring to um, the quantity and the four on the bottom is referring to the quantity of what? So the four on the top means there's four, and the four on the bottom, the four means it's quarter notes. So there are four quarter notes in each bar. So it's one, two, three, four, new bar. That's what that means. When we have six, eight, it means there's six is the quantity, the top one is the quantity, and eight is the type of note, which is an eighth note. So an eighth note being twice as fast as a quarter note. Okay, because you think of it like a circle, we divide it once, you get half notes, divide it twice, we get quarter notes, divide it another two times and we get eighth notes. So that would be one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. And often the feel is one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, which really lends itself to the shuffle feel. So we get one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. 
So just try and keep that in mind that you're playing eighth notes. So it's one and two and three and four and, but there are six of them. So it's one and two and three and one and two and three and one and two and three and one and two and three and, and you often get this feel that's dum 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 dum, um that kind of. You can think of it either as six eight or three four. You know, those things are, are fairly similar. Um, but that's what the 6-8 means. It's referring to the time signature. Um, yeah, you can probably find loads of stuff uh, out about the time signatures. But I would say try and think of it less in less of a technical sense and more of just of a kind of feel. Remember that 4-4 uh, four, four goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 8 goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And if you always think that there's a bit more emphasis on the 1 or certainly as a practice put the emphasis on the 1, you'll soon get the feel of 6-8. But really good question, that one. Last question I'm going to go through is, a, I think it's a really tough one. It says, who are your Mount Rushmore guitarists? Um, now, this is a sort of, um, this is an American thing, right? So I guess, is it four? I think it's four. I'm not going to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's four. Um, <laughs> so my my four top guitarists, uh, it says Mount Rushmore it's like a different language. Who are your Mount Rushmore of goats? I think that it means greatest of all time. Who are your four greatest of all time guitarists? Um, that's a really tough one. I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to constrain this and make this easier for myself, and try and keep it somewhat within the sort of blues and rock genre. My Mount Rushmore four best guitarists of all time. Okay, so the, uh, Jimi Hendrix is on there. That's indisputable. Um. He's a huge influence on me, but not just on me. I mean, he's a, he's a big influence on people that are a big influence on me. So that's a massively important one. Uh, so Hendrix has got to be there. Um, Clapton. I was raised listening to a lot of Clapton. Um, and I think for anybody over here in, in the UK, Clapton is like, he's sort of our, our big guitar hero, or certainly one of. Um, so they would definitely be there. It gets a bit harder now, doesn't it? obvious ones well let me i'm gonna think out loud with this possibly jimmy page um because he's done a lot for guitar playing he's a fantastic guitarist possibly brian may because i love his guitar playing and his sound uh dave gilmore is a big possibility um in fact if it was just for tone i would put gilmore there first um he's a phenomenal guitarist but then also i'm missing everybody like you know i'm missing all of the acoustic guys muddy waters bb king oh it's too difficult isn't it um, so I've got two. So that I've got two fairly sort of sixties players, haven't I? So let's go for something a bit older. Um, Mississippi John Hurt, I think I'm going to put in there. He can be representing the acoustic blues world for me. Um, so we've got something. We've got a couple of blues rock guys and an acoustic blues guy. Um, and then let's have a wild one. I think. I personally would put Robert Cray as the other guitarist in there. He's always been my favourite guitarist. Um, so, yeah, that would be Hendrix, Clapton, Mississippi John Hurt, Robert Cray. Let's go with that. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for the questions, everybody. Uh, lots of fun sitting here and answering them. Um, don't forget, if you want to give the podcast a review, that would really, really help get this to more people. Next week, we're going to be back with a more regular episode where I'm going to be teaching something. Um, 
But don't forget to keep yourself in the loop with everything by subscribing over at thebluesguitarshow.com. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.